Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and it is live today. We have just got finished listening to I Want Your Number by Patent Leather, and you've got to hear their new song, Mighty Real. It's out on Reverb Nation. Support them. Mr. Jay Logan is our co-host. He's a producer, one of the band members, and we're so excited, as always, to have Mr. Logan. So we're going to bring him on without further ado, and our guest for today is Dominique Zanyi a journalist with BET.com at Viacom. And she's going to discuss with us what role journalism and media has right now, how students will know what the opportunities are in media, and, you know, the ups and downs of being a journalist. So we're going to find out about her journey. But without further ado, we're going to bring on Mr. J. Logan in the house. Mr. Logan, how are you out there in San Francisco, Oakland land? Oh, we're having fun out here. It's a little chilly. Um, everything's a little rain here and there. Kind of a lot of moisture in the air, but we're still having a great time out here in, in California. So uh, Godzilla uh, supposedly, supposedly came in this movie and tore up San Francisco. I'd just like to let you know, Gail, that we didn't see Godzilla, even though you know it's a great movie. We didn't get to see it. And San Francisco is safe and sound. That's just in the movie where Godzilla destroyed uh, San Francisco, even parts of Oakland. <laughs> Well, I, I have to let you know, I heard he was on his way. <laughs> okay. They had to fly him in on the Concorde because it was taking a little long. But he'll be over there to take, you know, to take care of San Francisco shortly, okay? I'm not looking forward to him because uh, I was hoping that, you know, New York usually always get messed up in the movies. This is the first time that Japan and San Francisco get messed up. You know, we had a couple of problems with some of the movies, but I was expecting King Kong or something, so I was definitely trying to steer... Godzilla, your way, but I guess he didn't. He decided to take care of come to San Francisco. Well, I, I think it's I think it's only fair that it stays on the West Coast side, and I also think it's only fair that you guys get some cold air for a change. <laughs> okay. Well, we got it. We got it today. Okay, because on our side we have the cold air, and you're over there, and you're telling us it's oh, Gail, it's such a rough time. It's seventy degrees today in the middle of our minus ten degree weather. So. I'm just very happy used to that that's going on. But you, you, you guys are used to the minus. You guys are used to the minus ten, ten weather. No, I don't think so, Mr. Logan. But you know, needless to say, we're going to get on with the news, Jay. With the oh, news, I'm so excited. All right. So, well, Mr. Logan, would you start us out with the news, sir, please? Yeah, I would like to. I just let you go discuss that. They say. For schools, long road, it's a long road to a level playing field. And um, I noticed that, um, you know, like in Europe, they usually help the elite kids, you know, first, and they, they take all their resources and help the elite kids. But in, in our country, we tend to uh, we want to help every kid. We don't just want to help the elite kids. But I've noticed that uh, a lot of um, other countries using that concept um, we have placed now 26 in the world education uh, ratings, um, and maybe 10, 20 years ago we were up in the top 10. So I'm wondering, do you think that uh, 
we'll ever get on a level playing field in our country to where um, every kid, every kid it's, uh, has an opportunity, uh, no matter uh, what economic status they might have. You know, um, Jay, you know, that's one, of the, that's one of the reasons why I'm glad about today's um, guest, okay, with us today. Because one of the things that, you know, we often talk about here is, you know, it's, it's, it's really hard. It's really hard because, you know, this is what we focus on. So I just want everyone to know, this week we've been telling you a lot of good things are coming. And what Jay is really, really speaking to is that, um, you know, we have been centering on youth and education now for the past two years, working on a project for it, and we've just announced our ambassadors, which is Ruhan Jia, classical music artist and pop music artist out of China and supported by China, and she's doing a lot of work worldwide, and three students, Zaria Brown, Janique Brown, and... Uh, Chriselle Brown out of Florida, who are in the International Baccalaureate Program. And I share that because they are our global ambassadors. And one of the things that's very important, um, we'd also like to talk about Jelena Logan, who is also an ambassador for Listen and Give as well. These are four uh, female students, along with a woman who is a mentor as our global ambassador around education. And so, Jay, I shared that not just to give an audience, you know, a, a, a bio feed of Listen, Give, but to let them know that, you know, one of the things that we support here is equal education worldwide. And with the education system being as it is in the United States, we're look, now looking at common core standards. I actually talked to Zaria Brown, one of the students, and she actually said she was in favor of common core standards, which means that every student gets the same education across the board. She felt that way because if a student takes off time from school or whatever, they will be graded by the same grades. Now, I agree with that and disagree with that. Some students excel further than others. We have not really been taking our students to task because we inundate them with technology, and then we take the technology back and say, oh, we shouldn't have done that. And so they don't know what it is to use their brain here. They know what it is to be on an iPad and all of those things. And parents are starting to see that that's destroying the regular creativity and capabilities of our everyday youth. So I think that's one reason why we're behind. Number two, I don't think our students think that education is important enough. I know especially in urban environments, they're not getting the support that they need. You know, and that is, that is an issue. You know, what do you think about that, Jay? It's very, it's just very concerning. Um, it's only like 26% of high school graduates who take the ACT college admission test are ready for college. It's only 26%. I mean, it's very alarming. And, um, you know, given that we are a country that's, that's full of um, all these educated, uh, you know, professors and people who can teach and teachers, I mean, it's a shame that the kids aren't as interested as they used to be in um, high school and graduating and being ready for college, you know. Um, I don't know what that is, you know. I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's technology taken away from us actually have to do things or it's just uh, too many uh, other things to take the focus away from education. But we need to get a hold of it in our country, and we need to really, really um, try to compete because out of 32 or 33 countries, we're 26. This is America, folks. It should be. We always complain. We never won. We're never won. Well, no, we're not. Not in that area, anyway. So, um, 
it's okay to go out and I applaud our Olympians winning the gold medals. But we need gold medals for education for our children also. Yeah, so that's just, you know, it's just food for thought. And I just thought our listeners should know where we stand <laughs> before we start tooting our own horn. We have a long road to recovery because uh, I think education was better, you know, maybe 20, 30 years ago. Well, I will say this. So. Hmm? I, I know I would have to agree with you, Jay. I think education was better 20 or 30 years ago. You know, um, Jay, I don't want to step over because we have our guest, Ms. Dominique. So I think we're going to really have to, you know, this is really hot. So maybe we could bring Dominique on. Now, I want to introduce Dominique. You know, this is going to be where Jay and I really, usually Jay and I prepare questions ahead of time. This time around, Jay and I are going to ask questions to Dominique, and we want to let our audience know if you want to call in and ask questions as well. We would like you to. We're going to ask Dominique about, she's a young journalist, she's with BET at Viacom, and we're going to ask her various questions about her experience as a journalist, her experience coming out of university and becoming a journalist. And, you know, that lends to what you were talking about, Jay, about the college exams and so forth, and what advice she has to students who want to pursue a career in journalism. So, Jay, you ready for Ms. Dominique Zanyi? Ready to go. Oh, my goodness, we've got some questions here already, I think. All right, let's bring her on without further ado. Dominique, how are you? Hi, good afternoon, everyone. How are you today? We're absolutely fine and excited to have you on the show. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I'm honored. Well, we're honored to have you. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, we just announced this week, and I think you heard a little bit of what we were talking about, Donnie. So first of all, before we get started, please meet our co-host, Jay Logan, out of San Francisco. Hi, how are you, Jay? Hi, how are you? I'm fine. How are you doing today, Dominique? I'm doing well, thank you. Great. You sound well, too. <laughs> thank you. Now, now, Jay, we're not supposed to be flirting here on the radio. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to have to tell on you. Yeah. So, Johnny, um, so, we were really, um, you know, we were really weighing in here, as you heard earlier, about the students in our country. Jay and I travel um, around the world, and mm-hmm. one of the things that Listen Give stands for is really focusing on, you know, one of the areas we focus on is youth and education, mm-hmm. and we're finding that the U.S. is 26th ranked in being ready for college. Yeah, we're a little bit behind um, the rest of the world when it comes to preparation for uh, college and uh, uh, continuing education. I actually did a few stories uh, here for BET.com on that topic and specifically as it relates to the African-American community. Yeah, so, and, you know, um, what we're, and we're really looking forward. Mm-hmm. So we thought we, what we ask of you is that we'll be asking you questions and that you tell okay, your great. answers tell your answers to those questions because we don't want everybody to get everything too quickly, if that's okay with you. Sure, no problem. And you can just refer to me as Dominique, Dominique Zanier. Zanier is my middle name, so that's what I go by for journalism. That's that's beautiful. Thank you. Where did Zanier come from? Uh, My parents. They just named me Dominique Zanier, and the rest is history. Does it mean anything in particular? Because it's a beautiful name. Not to my knowledge. Um, I'm making, I guess I'm defining it as I pursue this career in journalism. And I guess the meaning will be at the end of my journey. 
Oh, that sounds great. Well, you know, Dominique, we're going to get right to the point. You know, we want to speak about, you know, women's role in journalism. We'll leave that for the end, but we're going to start out with the youth. I know that you um, interviewed a woman by the name of Grace Bush, who actually graduated college before she graduated high school. I want to ask you a little bit about that, and I know Jay has some questions for you as well. What was your experience? in talking to a student like this and other interviews you've done where there, you know, we don't, you know, our country doesn't show this enough, especially as you stayed in the African-American community, that there are so many students that are in these programs who are doing exceptionally well. Can you tell us what your experience has been like in interviewing students like this? Um, I first, I just want to make it clear, I didn't interview her. I actually uh, did a digital article which, in which I referenced her quotes to um, a Miami uh, news outlet. So I did not speak to Grace Bush um, at all. However, I have spoke to other students um, who are excelling and who are kind of the minority when it comes to that um, in the education field, just like Grace Bush was. And um, my experience is that um, I think a lot of the students have the will and want to exceed, but they just don't know how. And sometimes they're often distracted. And um, there's not a lot of um, focus sometimes in the schools on specific individual students and what their needs are. So sometimes they get lost in the system. And... um, they are kind of overlooked. There's no one-on-one guidance, and that typically happens um, more in urban communities, from my experience in talking to people. But I think that with these stories, such as the one with Grace Bush, and then there was another young man who um, was accepted to, I think, um, all eight Ivy League schools, and then there was someone else who was accepted to a few Ivy League schools as well, that um, when we went in the media, when we share these good stories, it is something for other people and other students to look forward to and to say, well, maybe I can achieve um, or aspire to do those things as well. Mm. Jay, do you have a question for Zanye? I mean, Dominique Zanye, excuse me. Dominique Zanye. No, no. Yes, uh, Dominique, I want to know the percentage of kids that you have come into contact. I mean, where do we stand for us? Um, as far as how many kids are gifted and able to do some of these things um, and that this, the young girl from Florida was able to do, how many kids would you say, in your point of view, have this gift that want to excel in school and, and have well, this knowledge? For me and my experience, um, and I can you know only go back to when I was also in school, um, there were a number of students. I mean, I was in um, AP classes. By the time I got to college, I already, I believe, had 11 credits um, via AP program um, in Syracuse University. So, but when I took those classes, I was one of maybe two black students, if that, in the courses. So, um, I think that a lot of people want to excel, and especially now um, with the economy, it's like more people, especially young women, uh, are going to college, young black women, are getting their degrees. And I feel like the percentage is at a higher rate, but it's all about uh, the media and us doing our job to uh, 
let people know about these stories and let and, and and shine light on these young students and individuals who are making a difference who, and who are setting uh, the trend that education is something to look forward to and to enjoy and to really embrace it. Did you set your goals at a young age? Also, did you want to be a journalist? At, you know, when you when you were 13 or 14 or 9? Uh, yeah, it's funny because um, I used to write poetry, and it got published in, like, my school newspaper. I remember one, it was, like, about lemons. I think I was, like, in third grade. And I always, my, my parents always encouraged me to write. Um, if I couldn't spell a word, my mom would say, look it up in the dictionary. If I... Um, had anything on my mind or wanted to even talk to my parents, sometimes it would be write it out, write us a letter. So I think I fell in love with writing at a young age, and I used to be a, a, a book nerd. I love to read. I love reading. And I think that also came from my parents. I, my brothers and I, we didn't grow up with uh, television in our room. We had computers and we had books. And we had a you know, family room with TV, but I think my writing um, and me becoming a journalist was um, – a blessing because God told me at an early age, this is your calling, and I just submitted to um, his word, and I've been doing so ever since. Uh, my first major um, in college was actually sociology, and my mom was like, really? Um, you're not going to do journalism? And I was just like, yeah, what am I thinking? So I actually changed majors, and I pursued journalism in 2003, and here I am 2014 still going. So it's been amazing. Well, you know, I you know I have this question. So, um, I looked into a little bit of your background, and I, I must say, I was thoroughly impressed, Dominique. Really? So, thank you so much. Thank you. I have a niece, and I, this question is specifically for my niece. So, I have a sister-in-law and my brother, who mm-hmm. they are the best parents. That's all I can say to you. They're the best parents, and of course, they want best what's best for their kids. But I think, in some ways, they don't feel that their kids can make it like that well in the arts. You know what I mean? Or, mm-hmm. right, you know, because that is the perception we have out there. All mm-hmm. of my nieces are excellent writers, but this middle one of them is an excellent, excellent writer. And um, she loves, and it's funny when you said sociology and writing, she's looking at becoming a doctor or there's, you know, she's got these big dreams, and, and I think the doctor is good. And I also think that if she wants to write or journalism, she would do well. And one of the things I see is you've traveled to Italy. So you mm-hmm. probably know about about my favorite area of Italy, which is called Greve, which is in the Chianti region of Toscana. Oh, yes. So wine, I want wine tasting, I believe, there, and horseback riding in that area, in the yes. Chianti region. Oh, my. Yes, and, I, and so I've been to Greve, and Greve, I just love Greve. And so <laughs> I see that you studied in, in Lorenzo di Medici. So why I mm-hmm. love this, Jay, is because it's so important that our students like European students come over here to learn, mm-hmm. Hispanic students come over here to learn, you ventured out to learn more, and then you're at my favorite university, which is NYU. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, so my question to you is to a student like Zaria, who's in the International Baccalaureate Program, to a student like uh, Jelena Logan, who is the daughter mm-hmm. of Jay, okay, who loves the art, what would you say to them about them being able to pursue their passion of journalism, traveling like you did, and being able to sustain the income that they want to sustain without their parents being concerned about that? I think that um, you have to really follow your gut and your intuition. Um, A lot of people in careers, they 
when it comes to career, some people, I talk to so many people and they say I'm doing something, but they don't love what they do. They're not giving it 100%. And it's because they didn't follow their intuition. And for journalism, I believe that, um, especially at a young age, and she's uh, displaying these skills when it comes to writing, and she hasn't even fully developed her craft yet. Um, you're always learning in this field, um, nevertheless. But I think that there are competitions out there. There are essay writing competitions that she can um, try to get into. There are poetry writing. There are even classes that um, some places offer for students um, for free um, in different regions of the world or even trying to freelance. Pitch your stories to the local newspaper. Show your parents that, look, I can do, I, I, I'm great. Like, p other people know it too. Um, I think it's also um, to sustain when it comes to the economic question. I think that um, in this economy in 2014, the arts, it's very hard to have financial stability. But for me, I think it's just having faith in God that I am going to get through this. Um, I can tell you a story. When I applied to NYU, um, when I applied to grad school first, I, di I didn't get in. I just The first time I didn't get in, I was just like, I'm going to Columbia. I'm only applying to one school. I didn't get in. I didn't work for a whole year. I didn't work for a whole year. My parents helped me. I was living at home. Mind you, I had lived on my own in Italy. And I came back here, and I had I did restaurant reviews in Italy. I couldn't find anything here. I started hitting the pavement. I went to every newspaper. I went direct. Can I, met the editor. Please let me write for you. Showed them my work, and and people started to give me freelance gigs. And once you get those freelance gigs, they pick up. But um, I, it was just it was just. No, I heard a lot of no. So when I applied, to, I, the next year I said, I'm, gonna apply, I'm applying to grad school. God is telling me I have to go to grad school. I'm getting in. I'm going to apply again. So then I expanded my options. I applied to more schools. So I'm getting feedback. I get into, I'm getting no, no, no again. I start to get nervous. I, I ask my friends and family. I'm like crying. I'm on it. Like, what am I going to do? This is the only thing I'm great at. I have no job. What am I going to do? I get waitlisted for NYU in Columbia, and um, one morning I was just, I usually turn my phone off um, in the night, and I woke up, something woke me up, maybe it was God, woke me up, it was him, woke me up, and the phone was on silent, I just happened to turn my phone over and see a call. I get a call coming in from the director um, of the program at NYU, the Reporting Nation program that I was in, and she said, I don't know why we waitlisted you, but we want you in this program. I just started crying. Next question was, well, how are you going to pay for school? I said, I don't know, but I'm going. Well, we're going to give you a scholarship for uh, your tuition for the first year, for the, the half of your tuition for the first year. It was just amazing. And it's because I didn't give up on myself. And I, and I kept pushing, and I, and I kept praying and, and knew that my time would come. And I think it's because I knew that this is a field I wanted to be in. And for I say that for your niece. Like, if she really is passionate about this and she's really as good as you say she is, other people will recognize her because well, we I need talented say, writers. Well, I will say this to you. Not only is all of these kids, Jelena Logan, uh, Zaria Brown, and Chriselle um, Brown, and Janique Brown, not only are they talented, uh, Zaria just came back from Nanjing, China. Oh, wow. Um, with uh, PK Young School in Florida. She is in mm. the International Baccalaureate Program. She's an excellent writer. Um, uh, Jelena Logan is very, very interested in the arts. 
um, just very gifted in the arts and in her writing and with technology. So these are children that have already, they're already there. It's just having some, you know, the parents care very much. And, you know, sometimes what I want to say to parents is at the end of the day, when you're gone, your child has to be at peace with what they've chosen. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's very important. So, Jay, I know that uh, my question took up some time. Do you have any questions for uh, Dominique? Yes, Dominic. I, I want to know, in, in an ever-changing digital age, how do you stay, uh, how do you stay on the cutting edge of, of journalism now? How do you do it? So that was an amazing question. Um, I don't sleep, really. I love what I do so much that I'm on a timer. I read the news in different languages in the middle of the night when it's time, when it's morning time in China, I'm reading the news there. I watch the news in different languages. I watch it on mute to see how people um give uh, their facial expressions, how they're reporting. I keep. I went to grad school to remain abreast in the digital field, but it, it's still changing. I keep, I keep reading. I do online classes. I rely on my colleagues and talk to them. They're very influential um, here at BT and what I do also. I work with an amazing staff. Everyone is extremely talented. And it's great to have um, a group uh, or people or just people that you can lean on, that you can trust, and mentors um, that can help you. And I'm very active. I never say, okay, well, I learned enough, because you can never learn enough, especially in journalism. There's always something changing, and you have to remain abreast in order to survive. And you have to be a go-getter, and and that's just me by nature. So that's how I just know I'm in the right career. Um, I just keep on teaching myself, and and I'm always learning. I'm out of grad school, but I'm looking – to get a PhD, like I, I'm just I'm I'm ready to keep on going. I'm a sponge, so um, I think that's the the best part. And 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 for the young ladies who are already doing um, wonderful things, I, I applaud them for taking this interest in their education and and their passions and exploring what they want to do at such early ages. Um, because if you don't, how do you know you're going to like something if you don't try? And that's a lot of what um, hinders people from um, getting out there and succeeding. Like, they're the worst critics, and they, they hide, and they're afraid of taking a chance on themselves. So I'm, I really am shocked at these young women, and I, I would love to even speak to them and just give them some more words of wisdom. They're awesome. That's amazing. Well, I would love to put you in contact with them, and I think, Jay, it would be great for Jelena as well. Um, this is amazing. And one, um, one of the questions I have as well, you know, Jay, well, Jay, do you have any more before we go on, my dear? Oh, no, I'll, I'll go on. Yeah, I do. I, do. I have one. Um, as a, and I, if I was a, let's say if I was a 13 years old and I wanted to be a reporter like you and you were my mentor, could you give us a, a brief a building block plan to help a 13-year-old uh, become a dominant? Wow, um, 13-year-olds, I don't know, um, you guys really put me on the spot with this one. Um, I think at 13, I enjoyed my childhood, but I was always very focused on my career. I was the type to get play later and get my work done first so that I had the opportunity to enjoy going out. Um, and... Not everyone, I love my parents to death, not everyone has um, 
the same family structure, but my parents were very influential in my education and also me balancing things. Um, I was... I tried a lot of things, like I was uh, a tap dancer, I did ballet, I did um, wow. I, everything, roller skating, I was uh, speaking Spanish, I, my parents encouraged that, and if I didn't like it after a while, it wasn't like, okay, we paid, you have to stick with it, it was like, okay, you try that, we're going to get it right, let her experience let something her. else. So I think at 13, I would say um, if you have an interest in something, be a leader. Um, and if it, it, that's a, you're at an age where your peers influence you. I think I was very much of a, a leader. Um, I did. I set the trend, and that's very important when you want to become a future boss or you know an executive or see yourself in the future. Um, you have to kind of believe in yourself and. If something feels wrong or feels right, trust your gut, even if you're 13, 10, 5, because 9 times out of 10, your intuition is on point. If you think that you shouldn't stay up late and watch the show because you have a test tomorrow, follow it because the test is going to be more important. The show, you can DVR. So I would, I would say that for a 13-year-old now. I can truly feel it. I can say, Gail, I truly can feel the energy coming off of Dominique. I mean, everything she says is so sincere. I can feel that. That's good. Thank you. (laughs) Dominique, I also have to acknowledge you. I mean, your voice, everything, um, you know, the the fact that you have a belief in in God and, you know, and that's whatever anyone believes in, as long as you believe in a higher power, something that, you can ascribe to. I think that's so important. So we want to applaud you for having the, you know, here's what I want to say to the youth parents. Not only does Dominique have a foundation, her parents are her foundation. Her parents support her. She has a foundation in her own beliefs, and she has a foundation in which she's built on, and she believes in herself. That's most importantly. And, you know, one of the things that I'm very proud of these girls who are student ambassadors for us to the UN is that, uh, Dominique, they believe, especially um, there is a scene between her and the, uh, the Chinese ambassador when they meet in Nanjing that the Chinese ambassador goes to, you know, do fisticuffs with her like a kid would. And she says, mm-hmm. no, I'm, I'm kind of a nerd. I'm okay with that. I don't do that. And I, I, I say that because why that is so, so, so important is that she knows who she is and she doesn't need to be popular. She's cool just being, like she says, a nerd. I think, again, I just, from what you're saying about these young ladies, first of all, I want to say thank you for the compliment. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, I just sometimes just go and I don't think about it, but this is, like, this is amazing. I just feel like uh, these young ladies that um, that when when you're sure with who you are, and not everyone has that. People are still learning that today. It just um, makes people understand you more. And when you're passionate about what you're doing and you are very confident and also humble, it, it goes a long way. And even if you're 13 years old, um, just by that that comment alone, and it just exudes so much um, maturity and and. She, I, I want to meet her. That's all I can say is I want to meet her. Well, I wanted to ask you, Tom, I got a question that uh, I wanted to talk about um, social media marketing. 
could you explain a little of what that is and what uh, what avenues that you have taken to become such an, a great person in that field of work? Actually, it's so funny. When I was at um, NYU, um, there was a, the first uh, graduate social media class, and I was like, I don't want to take this. Oh my gosh, I shouldn't take this. This is. I want to just do. I want to learn how to do video. I only came here for one thing, and I had to like check myself and say, Are you kidding me? And I enrolled in the class. It was the, one of the best experiences ever, um, and. I learned how to, I already was doing like Facebook and Twitter, but I learned how to really navigate on all uh, different social media platforms such as uh, Storify. Um, There's so many. And I think that when you're a freelance journalist, as I was, you have to be able to sell yourself. And when it comes to social media, it's free marketing. It's, It's free. So if you're not able to sell yourself, then you can't sell anything else. And how are you going to pay your bills? Because at the end of the day, you need this freelance work. So that's what drove me. I was like, I need to get this down packed because this is my selling tool, and it's free. I don't have money to pay for it as is. Why not use the resources that are given to me? Um, I also think that when it comes to social media, um, which I'm on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, um, by the way, everyone, but um, I, I also <laughs> I also thought about what kind of brand do I want to have? You know, you see sometimes a lot of people have different things where they're showing their body in different ways or saying uh, just outrageous things, and I I realize at an early age. And this goes for the young ladies now today, that the Internet, once you put something on the Internet, it stays there forever. You cannot take it down. So you have to be very careful about your Internet presence because sometimes it's it's the first thing people see before they even see you. You know, you just told me um, – Gail, that you, re- you you looked at my site, you saw all these things. You got that impression of me before you even spoke to me, you know, and that's very important when you're building a brand and you want um, you, you you want yourself to be taken seriously. So um, I think I'm still learning how to market myself better on social media. I, w- I would like to do a little bit uh, better with that, but it comes with um, experience, I believe. Well, you know, one of the things that I want to say to that is I have to agree with you. Um, I actually, I will say that I saw this after, you know, we spoke. Um, I, I will say that I think what's most important is building your brand. And what you said is so spot on that what you say, what you do on the Internet is important. And one of the things, you know, I love to write, um, Dominique, and one of the things mm-hmm. I realized, early on is I'm a stand for not equality of women and men because I think it denotes a fight. I'm a, mm-hmm. stand for, I'm a stand for partnership in which behaviors are shifted. I agree because with that. When you travel a lot as you, I, and it seems like you have tra- had some traveling as well, and Jay, is, Jay has been to Japan and Europe, and I've been to Asia and Europe, you, know, you take note that every culture is different. And you have Very to different. Act- Exactly, and you must. You can't see through an American's eyes. You have to see through the eyes of that culture and support them from where they are. So, with that said, that is something I believe in, and I believe that you know, women and men, if we were men, we're equal in different ways. 
There's, certain, there's a different makeup about us. So we have to look at ways of supporting each other and te- teaching our young women and men to be supportive of one another and respectful of one another. But it starts with each individual, like yourself, having a really strong grounding of themselves and knowing who they are. You can't support a community when you don't know where your feet are bound to the ground at. Yeah, it's 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 very hard, um, especially I think here um, coming from a place where a lot of people haven't traveled that I know, and some people have, but it's a difference between traveling and and going to the beach and just eating the food than engulfing yourself in the culture and really getting to know how other people are looking at things on an international level. Um, I'm, I'm glad. I'm so happy that you brought that up because that's one of the things that that was where I wanted to pursue journalism. I wanted to do international journalism. I want to be able to. Um, speak to people in their language and in English and talk to people who know what's going on from the ground. And I feel like that's very important because it gives you um, a different outlook on the world and also you get to know yourself in a different way also because some of the things that you may have thought about someone or even yourself, you find that they may or not may not be true. So that's very, very, very important. And especially at a young age, I encourage anyone to study abroad. I encourage everyone, if you can, it may be expensive, and that's where a lot of people um, stop at, you know, the cost. But what's an investment in yourself? I mean, that that's a, the best investment you can give to yourself. Um, besides, you know, credit card, cars, clothing, trips, investing in your future and yourself, for me, I feel like that is the best thing that you can do. It, it's just so fulfilling. And especially when you're able to give back. Now bring your knowledge and give give back to everyone, and it reaches people not only in the U.S., not only in New York where I'm based, but all over the world. That's an incredible feeling. Got it. You know, I'm um, uh, Jay. Uh, Jay, I'd love for you to join in on this. This, this is, uh, I'd like to have more of a, more of a discussion uh, here. So, Dominique, it's 2.41, and we really want to respect your time. Do you have about six more minutes with us? Sure. I can, I can go for about six more minutes. Okay. Jay, are you there? Yes, I am. I want to just engage in something. Women's role in the media and international media. International media of getting yourself out there. You've already talked about a brand and putting yourself out there. But, you know, please, guys, join in. This is something that I, this is just something I want to say. And then, Jay, please join right in, and, and Dominique, with your thoughts. It's important to me that our youth, especially youth in all communities, are served, okay, equally. Whether you're rich, poor, middle class, I don't even like to have those things there, but that's what does exist in a level of capitalism, society, and economics. So that's one. I would like to see youth interact with each other, and I would like to see youth maintain their culture and not become westernized or Europeanized or Latin Americanized, but to retain their culture and also adapt to other cultures and share with each other's students so that the, the, the foundation of the culture that they come from is never forgotten. I'd love to see youth um, make a difference um, that they, they know that their parents want 
parents want the best for them, that the parents support youth across all sectors of what it is they want to achieve because parents must understand that those kids will not, they will not be alive when those kids are raising their own children for the rest of their lives. So we have to make sure that we nurture kids to take on what their gifts are, not what we think that they should do. Yes, we need to be concerned, but we also have to nurture those gifts. And, um, Dominique, I just wanted you to weigh in on what you think those thoughts are. I I agree with you. I I think that um, it's important for everyone. I think it goes back to what I said earlier about, like, knowing who you are and your identity, Um, and not only as it pertains to your personal one, but your identity and place in society. Um, I think that it's very important for us to respect cultures and to get to know where other people come from. Um, We're all on this planet together. We're here doing this together. Um, Just from a news perspective, things that are happening in the United States um, affect China, affect Russia, affect uh, Crimea, like things that happen over there affect us. So it's very important for you to know um, and be aware of not only your immediate surroundings but your global surroundings, especially as you embark on a um, career path. Um, if you want to do accounting, if you want to be a journalist, if you even want to be a doctor, there's certain um, – and especially if you want to be an expert in the best in what you do, you need to know how medicine is practiced in in China, how they practice medicine in Gambia. You need to understand what it takes uh, to write an article or, or cover an issue in Iran or Iraq. You, you need to know what's going on and be knowledgeable. Um, I think that just looking at – certain sources here, you may need to broaden your horizons and go and and outsource. I mean, in New York, there are so many different cultures, so many different people. And um, sometimes people just stay in their comfort zone. And, you know, some people don't even leave their borough. Um, But it's important for you to, to use the resources that you have Try something different. Meet a friend from somewhere else. Get to know what's going on. Because if you don't know, then you're in a state of ignorance. And I don't mean it in a, in a bad way, but, you know, that's what it is. Ignorance is not knowing. And you want to know as much as you can because then you can help the next generation. You can teach your kids more things. They will know. They, they'll, they may even have a different outlook on a career path because of the knowledge um, when it comes to that an international level. So I think what you said is, is right on. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'd have to say that I believe that when you go to places, you have to learn them inside out, looking mm-hmm. at it from the culture itself, the people itself, recognize that people do sometimes identify themselves as a culture and not just as human beings. You've got to speak to that. You've you've got to understand, you know, how China does business versus how, like you said, Gambia, Namibia, and South Africa all do business differently from each other. Mm -hmm. They're war-torn areas and so forth. Mr. Logan, come on in before us women take over here. Yeah, I just wanted to know, too, going and experiencing these other cultures and countries, do you still find, now, is there any type of resistance or barrier, being you being a woman journalist, postal man? Yeah, there, there, there are um, 
he, I mean, here in, in the United States, African-American uh, women are um, still making first. I mean, if you take Tamron Hall, she was the uh, first African-American, I believe, news anchor on Today Show. So that, and that was in 2014. So, I mean, there's always going to be obstacles. But on an international level, I feel as though um, that's also right. I mean, I only have the experience of doing uh, journalism, pursuing journalism in Italy, and I was kind of behind, not on camera. So, I mean, an article, you can't really put a face to it. You just see a byline. So it was a little bit different. But from what I see and what I hear, um, I have a few friends that I studied with from Pakistan, and they were actually uh, women journalists on camera. They One hosted a show. Another one went back after grad school and is still on a show. So I think women all around the world um, – are making leaps in journalism, but uh, we're still, it, dep- it depends on, honestly, the outlet, and when it comes down to it, the numbers. Is this person selling? Is this someone that my family wants to watch? Is she good for the show? Um, I think it's a little bit different here in the United States than it is in other countries, but it's also the way we uh, tell the news here. It's very different from other countries. And how we even tell a story, what is news here? Um, Some places, they're not covering celebrity news on the morning news show. They're They're not worried about... Um, you know, the next wedding or, you know, Jay-Z and Beyonce and Salon fighting elevator. You, you're not going to see that on the the news channel. You're going to see there was a bomb here, this happened. So it's very different. And when you're covering those kind of things that are a little um, less sensitive, um, so to speak, you're, typically sometimes I see a lot of men in the field, but it's because of certain communities um, and international level, especially um, in the Middle East and more patriarchal societies. My last question to you um, is being a content producer, mm-hmm. could you give us some tips on the best way to collect content? The best way to aggregate content, uh, you got to have your go-to sites. I mean, there's just for specific sites, I, I do a lot of music journalism now, so I typically go to have go-to sites from MTV to Miss Info, this 50, BT.com. You have to know have credible sources that you can trust that their information is going to be uh, viable and that you can then um, – base your judgment and write an article off of that, Um, especially in the digital era. There are so many sites, so many stories, so many false stories that pop up, and you don't know if it's true or not. You really, when it comes to aggregating content, you really have to have a viable and credible sources. Um, depending on what type of news you, you, you are looking for, if you want global news, you know your BBC World News. You know you're going to go to NPR. You know um, you're going to go to CNN for specific things. But you have to also know the source and know um, – if it's trusted. It's just like, um, just to relate it to this, when someone tells you a rumor in school when you're younger, you have to see where the, where the rumor is coming from sometimes to see if it's, if, if it's something that should be passed on or if it's something that's going to be true. If the source is not credible, then it needs to stop right there. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, and, and with that question, this is you know, one of the last questions um, I have for you. Sure. Um, you know, Dominique, well, first of all, Dominique, we're going to put you on the spot here a bit, okay? Um, okay. In a good way, though. 
So um, we would love to know if you wouldn't mind having the honor, and we would definitely be honored, if you would be one of our mentor journalists for for the Listen and Give initiative. Okay. Done. With you. Okay, well, great. Thank you. Great. I'm all about helping others because someone helped me to get where I am, so I'm down for that. (laughs) Okay. And we may ask you to do a plug-in for us, but we will also support you with the UN. Oh, great. uh, Yeah, so this is something that we would love to have you do. Um, We are excited to have such a woman like yourself who has done so much, who's also traveled some, because you have something to offer students, okay? Oh, do not, thank you. Yeah, who don't realize, because most students don't travel out of the, the continental country of where they reside. I'm so in New York. So, some people don't even leave their borough, really. So I know, exactly. And some people don't leave, leave the country of Italy. So yeah. it's, it's, very, it's very much the same that you and I could be talking about Chianti, So what I'd like to ask is what advice specifically, now we're going to get to just college students, what advice would you give college students coming out right now? In fact, forget college students. What advice would you give any students other than what Mm. you've given them now about themselves personally? Having what they want want to happen and how would you uh, share with someone to bring their brand out? very quickly, and um, because and, I believe a brand should be created amongst aggregated uh, content, but also original content created. So what are your thoughts mm-hmm. on that? Really quickly, because I have to go back to work, but um, I really feel that um, I come to the table at work with new ideas every day, um, and I'm encouraged to pitch stories. You have to keep your, your brain moving and also know what other people are doing in your field. You can say, okay, I want, I want to be a journalist or I want to be a sports therapist. If you don't know what uh, the best or top sports therapist in, in, in the world or in, within your community is doing, then that's a problem. You need to know what your peers are doing around you because they have been there before and you may be able to learn something from them. When it comes to personal, my belief is so strong that you really have to believe in yourself and follow your gut. Um, That's something my mom has always told uh, my brothers and I, follow your gut. If you think you shouldn't do something, do not do it. And you also have to know trial and error. I mean, I didn't know my brand right away. I didn't know what I wanted to do. As far as journalism, I just was like writing articles in print. Then I took a a class in college, and I said, my professor, who became my mentor, David Diaz, amazing man, told me, okay, you're great on TV. You belong on camera. And I said, really? And I, I didn't know. From then, I, I that's what I wanted to do. That's why I went to grad school, because I had the print experience. I had clips, but I said, okay, now I want to try something else. I need to know everything about it, from shooting the, the, the video, to editing, to finding the talent, to, to every single part about it, because at any given moment, I maybe have to do that job, and I need to know. And when it comes to production, I want to know everything that involves with the production, because I want to be a part of it. And when you're, when you're going into 
ownership and maybe owning your own company, you want to know what everybody's doing. You just don't want to outsource somebody. Even though that may, you may not have time to do it, you want to be able to say, well, this is how I want it done and get it done and execute it correctly, especially where time and money is involved. And if anyone else is interested in learning about a brand or seeing my brand, go to my website, I guess, DominiqueZanye.com. That's D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-Z-O-N-Y-E-E.com. And I'm also on Instagram and Twitter. I tweet back. I talk to people on DM. I, I'm just ready to help anyone, my Twitter and Instagram is at D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-Z-O-N-Y-E-E, so at Dominique Zanye. Okay, and just let our audience members know, um, we will, uh, Dominique Zanye, you will be actually added to our Facebook and to our website as one of the mentors and one of the global, you are now one of the global ambassadors for us and, and media. To the UN. Wow. Oh my gosh. I'm so honored. We gotta talk more about this. I I don't know what to say. Well That's it's awesome. Not, it's very rare that I've met someone who's as clear and as cut as you are as a journalist and I've met a lot of them, so is Jay. And so we're really happy to have you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Gail and Jay. This is awesome. I, I didn't expect this. I I expected to talk for like ten minutes. I didn't know. I was a little nervous. I'm so happy. Well, I don't think a lot of energy. I mean, you're just so believable, and I mean, I can just see the future for you is bright, you know. And you know, right now it is bright, but you just you get you have all this this energy that's coming off of you is just going to lead a lot of young people and people to the right spaces in their lives. And we well, I hope so. So definitely, Mm -hmm. uh, Dominique Sanye, we will both Jay and I will talk to you offline about what this is. We'll be making the announcement within the press release along with the other global ambassadors, and we thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me and for just uh, allowing me to talk about my passion and to hopefully help uh, youth with my story because that's what it's about, really. Yes, and we look forward to you, you know, with your support of Listen Give and you know, what we're doing because we're really passionate about what we're doing. And um, thank you for your time. You're right up the ladder of what we are looking for in leaders. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Listen, Give, I, I, I had an amazing time today. Okay. So without further ado, um, Jay and I are going to close out the show, and thank you for being on the show with us. Thank, thank you. you. Bye, everyone. Have a nice day. Bye. So, Jay... Mm-hmm. I mean, Hi. That, yeah. <laughs> extraordinary. <laughs> Beyond extraordinary. Beyond extraordinary. <laughs> so just for our audiences, Jay never knows what I'm going to do, and that's something I normally don't do to, with our audience before discussing it with him. But I believe that he was in agreement and unison in that move because we don't do that without first talking to people. We don't just name ambassadors. So, you know, um, we took a long time and careful planning and, and extreme negotiations with our Chinese and three student ambassadors, uh, actually four students, um, with uh, Jelena Logan and um, Zaria and Chriselle Brown. So, Jay, is there anything you want to share with our audience before we leave? Uh, <clears throat> I just want to say a little bit about um, Quincy Jones and the Michael Jackson. Uh, <laughs> um, Quincy Jones. <laughs> He doesn't agree with the fact that um, L.A. Reid 
has put out uh, some older Michael Jackson tracks, and he's accused, actually he's accused the, the state of just trying to make money. Well, I say to Quincy, of course they want to make money. It's Michael Jackson. Um, he doesn't agree with, the, um, with some of the songs that were on the album, and it seems like he's, um, maybe he's upset, maybe because he didn't get a chance to work on the new stuff. I don't know. And I'm a, I'm a Quincy Jones fan. I love Quincy. But I love Michael so much, I just want to keep seeing more and more and more. And I really enjoyed uh, the album that he has out now. And I don't agree with Quincy. Um, I think the music industry is about making money also. And that's part of it. And I'm pretty sure that uh, Michael Jackson's uh, children uh, would love to see him to make more money still carrying on that torch. So with that said, Gail... <laughs> That's what I wanted to leave to our audience. Um, hey, I would love to see Ella Fitzgerald, um, some of the older holograms, you know, just so I can get experience how Duke Ellington, be, you know. So don't be afraid of the hologram. It's only a hologram. <laughs> I, I haven't. I, okay, so you know what my answer to this is? I think what you're saying is, hee, hee, hee. <laughs> <laughs> And with, and with that said, Jay and I are going to go right out with the next song, I Want Your Number. And remember to look out for Pat and Leather. That's P-A-T-T-O-N-L-E-A-T-H-A. And here is one of their songs, I Want Your Number. Bye, Jay. Thank you. 